It's the Almost Perfect Podcast. Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm both perfect, and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we're learning from Sanele Hele. Now, Sanele is a fashion designer and entrepreneur, and he's the he's the main man behind Temperature which if you know a little something something about fashion in South Africa you've probably heard of temperature and if you don't know a little something something about South African fashion then you're going to learn a lot in this podcast and even if you do know something about it you're going to learn a lot in this podcast because Sanele has a lot of wisdom and a lot that he has learned in you know his life and <laughs> his time on this planet now Sanele and I actually go back about 8 8 years no yeah 8 years now I think it was 2011 uh that we first met up we were part of a blogging team that was competing against other blogs yes this was a thing that happened uh for street cred which was this big event that used to happen in Joburg I don't think it still does um but yeah it was a pretty cool event and we got put together because yeah it was just this weird thing we will we chat about it on the podcast so you'll get to hear how it all came together but basically yeah like we were just thrown together we didn't know each other from a bar of soap uh as and another guy MT who Sanella was friends with for ages like so we I just got asked to be a part of this blogging team with them and we became friends and we had a great time even though you know we never got paid for our work uh which is stuff that we actually talk about in this conversation money comes up quite a bit um you know about the things of not getting paid about complaining about that sort of thing and uh, Sanella's got some views that I think are going to touch some people the wrong way which uh definitely makes him a great guest on this podcast. I don't necessarily agree with him on everything and that's why I enjoy hanging out with Sanella. I enjoy chatting to him. I enjoy you know getting his perspective on the world and getting his perspective on things because he really does have, you know, a unique perspective and he's achieved so much uh with very little and he's constantly reinvested in himself and he's constantly taken what he does have and taking the opportunities he gets and he maximizes them. and i think that's something we can all learn a lot from so i'm looking forward to you hearing this podcast and getting it some info getting some info i was trying to say they're like getting some feedback from you and <laughs> i just went getting some info see i don't know my brain doesn't always work for me when i'm doing these things but thankfully it's called the almost perfect podcast so i don't need to stress too much about it so if i called it the perfect podcast man i would have to re-edit and re-edit and re-edit but uh, i've got this little cop out now Um I do want to say unfortunately the like so uh, one of my microphones isn't working and I can't get it repaired at the moment but I will soon I will soon uh, hopefully after th- at the end of this month I'll be able to fix it and we'll get some good audio quality going again. Uh this obviously sounds great so I'm speaking into a regular mic but uh this podcast and last week's one and the one with Charles and the next few are probably going to sound a little uh echoey. uh because I'm recording straight off of the Zoom instead of using microphones just for now uh, as soon as I can afford it I will fix the other microphone but the problem is that um what was I going to say not the problem uh, the thing is that like I just want to keep going with this you know I don't want to stop just because it doesn't sound as great as it can I want to keep putting out episodes I hate like that I've actually missed like so many weeks this year and i have the goal of trying to put these out every single wednesday so i want to stick to that and you know the audio quality sounds a little bit not as great as i would like it but it's still definitely listenable it's still great like 
in general, you know, you're going to enjoy the podcast. I don't know why I'm like underselling it now, but I just want you to know that, yes, the audio quality isn't as good as it should be, but it will get back there uh, pretty soon. As soon as I can make that happen, I will. Um, and if you like the podcast, well, you know what you can do. You can go on and like us on Facebook at The Almost Perfect Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at almost underscore podcast. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at almost perfect Bob. I'm also Bobness Monster on Twitter if uh, you want to have my stream of consciousness in your stream of consciousness. And other than that, if you really like the podcast, uh, you can fo- you can follow us. No, you can subscribe on patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. Uh, Patreon's a subscription service where basically you get a little bit more um, out of me and I get some money out of you because this podcast comes to you for free. Uh, and it will always come to you for free, but you do have the option if you want to subscribe and chip in a little. And hey, maybe you can help me get that microphone fixed a little sooner. Uh, there's different tiers. There's like $1, $5, $10, I think. Um, and I haven't had a competition there for a while, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to try to organize something for this month. And uh, yeah, I can reward you all for being patrons on the Patreon. And I said it correctly. Yes, yes. Long-time listeners of the podcast will know I always fuck that up, so... I'm pretty stoked. I finally got it right. And uh, with that, without further ado, I'm actually going to let us get into this podcast. Like I said, Sanele knows a ton about fashion. He's got a great business mind and he's, uh, you know, he's a bit of a punk, you know, he definitely is like, fuck the system in a lot of different ways. And he definitely sees the world in a different way to many, many, many people. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this one. You can hit me up uh, on almostperfectpod at gmail.com, I think. Uh, if, if you email that and nothing, you know, it bounces back, then rather just hit me up on any of the social media platforms. I'd love to get your feedback. And also, you can go to iTunes or, yeah, just iTunes, I think it is, and leave a review or some stars and stuff like that uh, on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, here comes the Almost Perfect Podcast with Senele Hele. How you living, Senele? I'm good, bro. You're I'm good. good. <laughs> Shit, man. We've got some history. Uh, do you remember how how we met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was by that whole um, street cred situation. The street cred situation. Yeah, 2011. 2011. Yeah, so we were part of like this blogging competition. Uh, <laughs> you and MT had started this blog called Street Soul Avenue. Yeah, man. And you, so, so this it was this competition that we did uh, against a few different blogs across the country. But were the blogs set up for the competition or were they set up before that and you guys just entered them? No, no, no. But the thing is, like, I had my own personal blog and MT had just gone to his, his, his thing, you know. And he's doing his side of the world. So at that time, Street Soul Avenue was actually started around just for the whole competition. Okay. You know, because like that was the whole thing. It was like, okay, cool, start up something totally different, a new blog, create a whole buzz in a whole month, you know, in just one month. And that's the, that was the challenge. That was, <laughs> and it was quite a challenge. So yeah. I, I'd, yeah. Been, I'd been running Durban as yours for a few months at this time. And then got the call up because you guys needed like a third member. Mm, and mm. I got a call from Roger Young. Yeah. Who was just like, do you want to join these guys? And I was like, sure. Having no clue what was actually was going fucking on. going on. And then we met actually, I think, right here uh, up the road from where I live. Yeah. Being green. Mm. And I remember you asking me like what I do. And I was like, I'm a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, but like that's the thing though. Like with, with Roger, he hit me up. He was like, "Okay, don't you? I have this perfect guy for you guys." I'm like, "For what?" You know, I was like, "Now nah, it's gonna help with the blogging thing." Like, you know, it was a weird one. I'm like, "Okay, cool." Because at that time, in what I was doing for my personal blog too, like I was just first out writing about personal feelings, and I guess within that whole time doing it, like I just met up with the right type of people at that point that were able to help it and get it to that point. But at the same time, it wasn't a thing for me because like I didn't know there was a a whole culture around it. You know, I just thought it was gonna be a place where I could just write about whatever. You know. Yeah, your own personal space. Yeah, it was my personal space. You know. Yeah. But it ended up being that, and I ended up in that whole um, competition thingy. How did you find out about it? How did you enter into it? I did not. That's the thing. That's, that's what I'm telling you. Like I did not enter anything. Like they hit me up. Oh snap! Okay. Cause so, like I started doing that. Like that whole blogging vibe. It wasn't even a thing at that time. I I think the people that were still around. It was like Ulufuno, Urban Masadi. Pretty sure you know Malum Kukat was already yeah. on it. You know when he was, was starting on his new, vibes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it nice. They started on Blogspot, funny enough, and then went onto Tumblr. Oh snap! I yeah, know. they started on Blogspot. That's where we all all were. Yeah, yeah that was Blogspot. The, Blogspot was the Google like blogging platform. Yep, at that particular point, and that just started a whole AdSense thingy too. So there was a <laughs> coins yeah. at that time. I do not know what happened to that. If it's still alive, but like it worked at that particular point. Yeah, man, and then we yeah. we created this blog, and then we had to compete against. Yeah. I think it was Brain Feeder, Bitches Must Know, yeah. and what was the other one? Um, oh no, not Brain Feeder, Opinion Feeder. Opinion Feeder and uh, Bitches Must Know, and then the Joe. That's Sweaty Click, I think. That was like the one with sweat face. With sweat face. Oh yeah, that was yeah. the Joe Berg one. Mm, it was the bloody Sweaty Click or some shit. But we were just like, "Fuck you, to Bitches Must Know." <laughs> <laughs> Well, those those are those are the, uh, the, actually the enemies. I, th- I think because we were we were good with everybody. Yeah, we were good with everybody. Uh, the opinion feeder guys, I was, was pretty cool. I'm still cool with yeah, I'm man. Cool with them now. Jono, Jono, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still talk to Jono, and yeah, but like the other guys, they was just like fuck. We <laughs> just was no fuck those guys. Yeah, it's funny because Mickey St. Bruce and I are now like friends, but like. Mm. Yo, the amount of like trash talking we were we were doing. Like, yeah, they, I don't know if like they were as involved in this whole like. Nah, but like they they were just they like, just competing. Like, the, like, the thing is, the, the thing is with me, it was just like I, I hate people who think they're cooler than everybody. Yeah, and that was uh, what they were projecting for the whole time. And I even remember this point in time when we were, I don't know where we were going. We were to some dinner thing. Yeah, and, the, and we were going taxi, and they couldn't open a, a quantum door, bro. I mean, I'm sitting there. And, <laughs> They're fucking acting all high and mighty about it, but I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I open this door fucking every day of my <laughs> life. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. got, I got skills to open the store. Yeah, like, how can this be called street crap? <laughs> you know, and these people didn't even know when they were talking about kicks that we can't afford. Yeah, that was a, we were, what was the line? Like, oh yeah, like, they're talking about kicks we can't even, and we can't even afford airtime. <laughs> hey, bro, and you're sitting there, you can't even afford proper airtime, but these guys talking about all of this and how they're the only ones that have it so i just it was just me it wasn't even a personal thing it was just i guess it, it was just me fighting my own insecurities at that particular point in time I think they were kind of assholes yeah we were definitely but we were also assholes yeah. about it. <laughs> well that's how we won the competition actually my big assholes oh yeah you know, that's how we got the competition and then we never got anything for it never so. got the prizes yeah there was yeah. A big fuck up, but that was like a good eye opener for me in terms of like 
how the industry actually works yeah. how you get sold yeah. out like you get sold given experiences that are dope but like you never really make money out of these things like oh, they use you for branding they use you to push because that's what essentially happened with that competition was they were like we can push street cred mm. by mm. these bloggers and we actually did the thing. yeah and we dude did. and we actually did yeah we put it out we there for did. a lot of people and like you know i'm not gonna say i didn't have a great experience yeah but yeah. I do feel like I did a lot of work for free. Mm, I know, I know. Because like you were sitting there and doing all of this and we, we did a lot of pushing for that too. Yeah. One of the cool things we got for that though, one of the things I remember was interviewing Theopolis London was on awesome. a fucking yeah. cell phone. A shitty cell phone too. Yeah. yeah. Even the video. I think the video is still online. I can't, no, I'm trying to find it because the blog's no longer No, no, no. I'll look for it. I'll Please do because I want to see that. It. I want to see that interview again. Yeah, it was trash there. Yeah, the whole recording, I remember the whole recording was trash. But yeah, man, it was an experience and a half. Because, like, we weren't ready for something of that magnitude. <laughs> and then we were sitting there, like... Remember our room? Yeah, bro. no cameras. We're like, no. <laughs> and the, the, the guy's manager was like, nah, let's not do this, this, that, that. Yeah, he and, he was like, and, yeah. and he was like, nah, it's fine. Let and the guys do it. it we actually really got a pretty decent interview out of it. Yeah, like Because, like, what every, what everything was organic about it. Like, the, all these other guys, like, they had questions set. We came with no questions. Oh, yeah, we, oh. we had some questions. Nah, I, I had I'd done some research. Yeah. I I had some <laughs> ideas. <laughs> you know, cause like with me it was okay. I thought it was okay cause like I love the artist. You know, even yeah. on my phone right now, I even still have that album. The crazy thing, I still do. I still have more phone. Yeah. Damn man, so he's still a fan. <laughs> I, I was just like in love with that that that, that little project that, that's just me man. but I remember yeah like him stopping the interview because the lead singer of the Blackjacks walked in walked in yeah, and he was, was like yeah I learned from New York and like there was a you, you see with that too even in that situation there was an eye opener for me cause same like, dude I wasn't exposed to such things that there's actually guys within our culture and there's this semi famous type of guy that rolls around with Kanye in these art circles and they He's talking about them, a yeah. guys from Soweto, you know, you're sitting there and like, shit, actually, there's a life out there, you know, and you know, how he was talking. He was a fan at that particular point. Yeah, he and loved like, Blackjacks. I love these guys. I met these guys in New York, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting like, okay, shit, we can be okay. We can be okay. Even when we um, met those guys, who was it? Um, those guys from Singapore, Mr. Lee. Uh, no, 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 that was guy from Pata. What the cats who uh, did the sneakers? The sneakers, yeah. Oh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, like I, I was so bummed because I was meant to, yeah, do that course with them, and then like the timing mm. was like they told me the wrong time. Mm. And, yeah. Now, nah, like I, I, I'm, I'm still with them. I spoke with them like for a couple of years after that. Yeah, know, I remember you guys like sent, had a good connection. They sent me a couple of things. They sent me a couple of things I have at home. You know, they didn't send me stuff like got me connected with Jeff Staples. You know. Talk to a couple of people through them, you know, but like I guess with time, like everything just kind of disappeared. But like actually seeing that and checking them out online, because like I'm not even gonna lie and say I knew them prior. No, no I did not. There was a lot of stuff uh, <laughs> that I did not know about going into that. That's what I'm saying. Like with me, like everything, I, I guess things at that time like just changed quite quick, you know, because like I always tell people, as much as street cred was like a tad bit of a bad one, but for me, it was an eye opener to it whole that's, different life that's how i feel about it as well mm. it was because even for me like you know i've been a part of like the the music scene you know mm. like on the mm. streets and mm. like but organic you know people you know putting mm. diy shows together kind of yeah, shit yeah. i wasn't a part of the industry 
You yeah. know, I wasn't a part. Like, I had no clue like how things really worked. Oh, you know, I, I like I had this. Pun- I think I, I, I think we were like <laughs> we, <laughs> we were kids, man. We were we were like the odds were out there because like we as, was, as much as we knew it was there, but like but like, everyone I knew was it was kind there. of advertising. They were you know like they had mm. gone to like like film school or some shit. You know, true, like, everyone true. like we were completely kids. The, they understood that. Well, like I'm not gonna lie to you. With me, I didn't understand, <laughs> but. With where I was coming from in Durban, because like I was with Run DVN at that time, so I was with oh, A One, yes. with All Pound and all those guys, you know, sketchy at that time. We were doing events at that particular point to on we'll the talk side. About that just now. Yeah, yeah. So that was a whole nother life. But like now, this was my life. This is where I wanted to be, and it's all it's all being shown in a matter of like a week, you know. And I was sitting there, I was like, shit. After that, like I'm not gonna lie, totally my life changed because that's the same place I meet New Balance. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the very same time because it was over a cigarette. Yeah, man, I just like I didn't utilize that weekend in that way. I saw you connecting with people mm, and stuff, mm. but like I just felt like such an outsider. Like it was because oh, like <laughs> <laughs> I remember, though, but like you, you see, the thing is that that you were feeling. I was like, in the exact same type of situation. I was in the exact same type of situation, but the thing is too. I was speaking and these are all things that I was interested in so I had to pursue so most of the time like even when I met these guys it was by this guy um, King Ads and this other lady that yeah, was King Ads dude King Ads from, from Street Cred those were the things because like these guys with New Balance were sitting there and I was having a cigarette King Ads when I was a lighter gave him a lighter we spoke blah 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 and then this lady just called me like oh don't meet these guys from New Balance and I'm not gonna lie to you, meeting them the first time, I kind of lied with a lot of things, you know. <laughs> what do you um, mean? Nah, cause like when I spoke to them, you know, cause like I, I had a fairly good knowledge on, on New Balance. At that particular point too, I was wearing New Balance sneakers, you know. Then I started talking to these guys and I started asking them about their product, but like only to realize that these guys barely knew anything about the brand in itself. I think maybe it was probably cause of. Maybe like they just got the jobs, but like they were not really in tune with the, with the within the culture itself, you know, or how New Balance had happened, or cause street for like street culture fairly back then was still trying to unite in terms of like the 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 internet world. You get what yeah, I'm trying yeah, to yeah. say? So with these guys from New Balance, they knew nothing about the streets. Damn. Yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, that's uh, but that was the case a lot back then, and it still mm, is the case mm, to quite mm. a degree. But more and more brands, at least, are Bro. hiring people who actually come from mm. the streets, which is useful. Because you know what happened? We started talking about it, and I started talking about, you know, like, the type of kicks that I like from New Balance, even though I was wearing a pair at that time. And I started talking about other shit that they didn't even know when I'm sitting there. Okay, okay let's carry on. We, we kind of told them, like, they, I told them I did events. But, like, we were doing night events. They had nothing to do with the culture in itself. We had moved past that whole doing shows at Bad Center, and we were doing night events, like, at clubs. So, so you, you and see, I'll set so you see those two as different things. You don't see night events as like part of the culture, like no, 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 no. That 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 world was totally different. Whatever it is that we were doing at that point, I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. It's kind of how like um you'll find forty seven or whatever. That was that's that's like an entirely different world. I'm not gonna lie. At that time though, it wasn't in tune. It was like when we started doing big um night events. It was like we've just entered into the outer world, you know. But like. We were bringing these guys because nobody, nobody was doing like full on hip hop events at night at that particular. Yeah, man, Run DBN was a movement like that. Yeah, at that time, I remember because like even our first event, bro, we'd get there, we'd do events, and like ten people would come at night, you know. And but like we were like, fuck it, 
wow. let's, let, let's have but, fun. But you guys also had house parties and mm. stuff, and like that's what I'm saying. Like th- th- that's where it all started. But like when we went to the nightlife, most of these kids that we were with, and it it, it, it was still the crumb situation going yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah. at that sense. And I, I I saw that too, cause like I started selling my clothes around about the same time. Those guys were there, you know. So when we did that, and I was telling me to make this transition with these people and bring them this side, but like they're all young kids, you know, we're all young, we're not used to the nightlife or whatever. So we do events, some would leave at like 10, bro, you know, like the event started at 6. Now they gotta go home. I remember these group of guys from, from North Beach that had to walk to North Beach, and, and I'm sitting there like, fuck. Even this one time I had a fight where I ended up at a police station because like I was helping them. Yeah, they were being bullied by these other cats. I don't know, they tried to mug them or whatever, but we had a whole fight. Fuck, dude. Like, like a proper, proper, proper hand in hand, and I was the one that was actually taken to the police station. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I've been arrested for fighting. Been arrested like for me, other things, it, it was I was basically well, helping in the situation, but like these guys were coming for my events, you know. Yeah, yeah you gotta look after. Yeah, so we did that, but like I ended up overdoing things, I guess. So, <laughs> so like it, there was that. So that's what I was saying. So when I spoke to these guys from New Balance, get back to that, yeah. and I just told them we would do these events because like I had been around it, and there was other kid they were doing events at the pet center now and then. So when I told them that, they were like, nah, if we, do you mind if we like send branding, maybe give you a couple of kicks to actually like, you know. Um, and didn't she eventually land up on posters? Mm, they, <laughs> but like, I, I'm going to get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they said, they were like, okay, cool, you can pick it up. So now I had to go to this kid now and tell him, it's like, I have this brand that wants to do this. Because I lied to them and told them that we're still doing this. Even the pictures I pulled out weren't even mine. <laughs> so basically I was hustling at that time. I pulled out the pictures. It was this kid's event. And then that I hadn't like, even spoken to, and so you but it, the kid knows me. Yeah. I, I haven't spoken to the kid. But so you heard about afterwards, like, yo, I got the sponsorship. Yeah, you. and then I did that, and then it was like that, boom. So they didn't know anything, though. They just knew me as a blogger. They didn't know that I did fashion. And But you got into blogging because you did mm. fashion? Because of that. But like now, it was it was me introducing myself to them as somebody different. Because when we talk, I was a person who loved clo- who loves clothes and was there for the blogging. And we didn't talk about the fashion part. But when I showed them the, the shoots that we did at that point in time, they were like, shit. So that's when they started looking at me differently. And then we ended up like, there was like, um, do I mind if they offered me a sponsorship type thing? And, uh, you know? And send me a contract. And when New Balance did that, like how did, how did you feel and how did people respond to you? Like, did it put you on the map a bit more? I think that at, at, at that point in time, because now... I'm I'm on a different league now. Now I'm at a place where nobody was sponsored at that time, you know. And there's these guys that are offering me a platform for that, you know. And Especially which, which is a contract that I actually the, the messed up thing is I never signed. <laughs> yeah, they only sent me it, and I was like, I, I think we were fine the way that we were working, you know. It's just like we can do this, and we just talked it out. We just hashed it out with Justin at that time. We talked about it like verbally and things that I needed, and that was it. So I never signed the contract. I still have it. I never signed it. So essentially, you were on flow. Like, yeah, I was on flow. But like with them, I was under contract because like we just made it verbal. But like I wasn't gonna sign anything. So with them, we were building. I grew with them. I grew with them. Like with me, it put them. It put me on a differently because like and how people looking is like shit. This guy's legit now. He's got a sponsorship. But like it, it was weight at that point. You know, it was like fuck. Let's say it's weight. But the thing is with me, when I think about it now, it was weight. Yeah. But when I was in it, I didn't realize. Really? You didn't think when yeah. it happened yeah. like this? Is... It was the whole thing with this Markham's thing. I actually realized after a couple of months that, shit, 
I've gone to a point in time when I actually was in contact with my cams and those are things that I dreamt about back then but when I was in it I didn't even notice. Do you want to okay so I don't know, I, I think it's I don't know, it's like maybe me taking being humble way too far <laughs> or maybe like not even noticing the person that you actually slowly become because when I'm in it, like even my brother would tell me, like he'd come to me, he's like like me, he's like, Bro, if I was temperature that amount of pussy, I'd be getting the amount <laughs> of this, I'd be getting if I were you, but like here you're stuck and you you beating up your head with one girl and whatever. The, the thing is people don't get well, I mean, Eddie, that's just whack priorities. Mm. But B, people don't get that when you're in the thing, when you're doing the thing, mm. you're too busy doing the thing to really notice anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any like, and like with me, like I, I have this nature. I talk to everybody. Yeah. So most kids would come to me. It's like I can't believe like that. I, I I've looked at your work and 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 I've I've looked at you in this certain type of man, and then I got to you, but like you like just average going dude. You know, like you don't know me, you don't know my work, but like. You're just going at it and we're throwing ideas or we're talking like with the kid that's never done anything. But I'm like, I've been you. Yeah. You know, I've been you. And at that point in time, at me being you, I would have needed somebody like me at this point in time. So but in whatever it is that you need to do, I need to be there. Because I come from a place where he told me, like, I never do that. My uncle Plena told me that I would never become anything. You know, I should change because I was good at academically at school. Yeah. So it was like, nah, don't do art, that shit, or do fashion, it's not going to take you anywhere. You know, you're going to become useless. And I mean, like, that's an understandable fear, like, from them, but at mm. the same time, mm. look at everything you've done by not listening to them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best thing. But the thing is now, because I ended up getting to a point in time where he has never came back and acknowledged that. But then how I found out about that is how people tell me and how he's been gloating about me type thing oh, is it? yeah 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 but it? he's never said anything to me till this day there's even things that were guys like i remember there's a point in time where he came and this guy came as like yo this is jacket i saw from the uncle blah 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 i don't know how he got the jacket but like i think he bought it to my other my cousin my cousin okay. yeah what he bought it for me and gave it to him like but just then i messed up a lot but i'm cool i'm, I'm cool with that i'm cool with that but like i'm happy i just didn't listen i'm so that's all bro my hoodie that you gave me uh, and yeah, and D Led T from Rude Boys has it. Yeah, I lent it to him one oh, night, but I still don't have it. And he uh, kept it. Well, we we just never met up again. <laughs> nah, it's all good. It's all good, bro. It's all good. But like right now, like I'm I'm actually working at trying to make things at reach at this point in time because like I've been quiet for very long. Yeah, you have been quiet, but mm. you were. So you mentioned the Markham's thing. What mm. what was the Markham's thing? Um, um, basically what happened, I think it was. Um, 2016 like the, by the way they brought it up at the KZM Fashion Council like dinner this year <laughs> like, is it? yeah your name was mentioned oh you said? yeah dog that's crazy I didn't even know because I wasn't there yeah I yeah no, no no I stopped going to the council meetings council anything bro yeah I stopped doing council everything because the one thing that I, I didn't like was the whole backwardness of everything when you get there because like you find a whole lot of people complaining throughout the whole meeting and like what did we come there for are we coming to get solutions or to give more complaints you know because when you come from a place i don't know if, if it's me being selfish but like I, I come from a place where i've been in situations where you have nothing in your pocket you can't eat you can't buy this you can't do that and you find people sitting there complaining throughout the whole time who are probably older than you complaining about like 
littlest of things and I'm saying I'm like nah that's not how I got out of there you know it's like that's not how you get out of there we come up with solutions you know for what we don't have and for what we have you know so like with me with my creativity is always like limit the resources and heighten the creativity so there was the whole thing is like just use the little that you have so think about and utilize because like I did collections with like bro 2000 rand you know did full collections with that because I'd get dude, there. I, yeah, dude, I remember like some of your hustle, some of the stuff you <laughs> tell me back in the day. Like, hey, bro, like you, I'd you'd sit, be able to flip stuff, like mm, yeah. I did collections, like I'd sit there at home and people think like I'd have, I have this atelier or I have this whole factory behind me. But like, yeah, I, a sewing machine. Dude. I was making every piece myself. Yeah. Yeah, with my guys that I would find along, and I'd buy like secondhand machines and would sit there. Two men do a full collection that's gonna sell at a store and we'll finish it. We'll work for three days and no sleep. You know, so now you're getting to a place where you're getting like it just it fixed it it, it, it puts it puts me down, you know, because like I'm 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 like I'm very empathetic towards that. I'm an empath, okay. I can put yeah. that out there too, you know. But so I soak in a lot of vibes like very easily. So at times I gotta st- distinguish whether it's mine or somebody else's. So at that point in time, I sit there and you're soaking in everybody because like they're so negative, everybody's complaining and nobody's trying to give solutions. But these guys, they're telling us they have access to money that we're never getting. Why Why are you never getting it? I do not know because most of the time, most of everything, the money is allocated to what they want to do. It's not allocated to what What's we want to do or what we, what, what we have to get to. Like, I mean, what's the point of But doing? that's why people complain. <laughs> and that's the problem. It's just like... How are you doing more shows when there's people that don't have clothes to show at those shows? So the money most of the time that they're gonna use is the last bit of cash to make a show for you, for you saying you getting them out there. But meanwhile, you don't even know what they need. But how are you gonna getting them out there if you don't know what they need? And I'm not gonna lie to you. I love DFF. Yes, it's a it's a it's a big stage. You can put out there, but like if the stage is not doing or giving proper manpower to to the people there, then it's it, it's kind of useless. I'm not gonna like, lie to yeah, you. Yeah, like here's a stage for you, but there's it's no like, training, no yeah, really, like, there's no business, there's, no there's, there's no business whatsoever. In 2016, like I was called a fool by a lot of people because like these guys wanted to put money for us to go to like the biggest trade fair for men's um fashion in the world, Pitu Omo, in Florence, in okay. Italy. And when we got there, we sat down because like, I'd gotten the chance for those months to actually go to Milan. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I was sitting there and I'm listening to everybody telling us, oh, you guys um, are doing amazing stuff, blah, blah, blah. So you guys, I feel as if like we want to do a pavilion and pitch you almost so we can take you guys there. And everybody was celebrating. And I said to them, like, what am I actually getting? I am not going there. They were like, what do you mean? I'm like, you telling me I can't even manufacture my own fabric, let alone do I know anybody who does. How am I going to go to the biggest trade fair in the whole world when one of these guys, there's not even one of these guys that is using a, a proper manufacturing chain and can't even custom make their own fabric, but you want to go to the biggest trade fair in the whole world and you, so you, you can't even provide clothes for people in your own city. How are you going to get to a stage where now you have to get orders probably of like a million and you can't even produce 10 and you can't even produce for that one guy that's picking it up on Friday. So how are you going to, how are we going to go to the biggest stage in the world? And you guys are going to be paying this X amount, but I'm like, why don't you take the very same money 
and okay these 10 people you selected are people that actually actually see can actually do the business take that money put it in us and tell us okay cool this you're giving us five months proper manpower put in that money and then pay some people to actually assess those people if we're moving forward and you start creating formidable businesses and we start having chains and understand it's like if i need this denim um manufactured i, I know who to go to these guys in pe produce this we do that but now you're getting to a point in time where we're still dependent on chinese shipped in fabric yeah that could be like seriously like you you, you could actually get there the next day and find that the fabric is not there because somebody else bought it you don't have proper chains you get what i'm trying to say okay. so those are things that i was saying so that you're saying the infrastructure here should be invested in but yeah instead yeah, yeah. they're like trying to do these grand things and these big yeah things like, like they, they, here's they, a big fair or, or we're sending people to, to italy, to italy like, like that with them that's the trophy but well yeah because that looks good it looks good but it is it is not good but yeah you know? actually, it doesn't actually help because mm, like it, it was a messed up situation when i was sitting there and i was telling them the previous years like why don't you stop taking people to Italy or Milan? Because it, it, it seemed as if, like, maybe I was just being ungrateful of the opportunity that I had been given. But with me, I had realized that we could do far better than yeah. what we had did. Because as much as it did something else, it opened up a whole lot to me because I wanted to learn. There's some people that didn't get anything. And there's, a, there's like, probably 90% didn't get anything out of it. I can imagine. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? And the only reason, like, with me, I properly, proper ticket got everything. It was like, I'd already been invested in the whole internet world, so I knew a whole lot of people that side. Or oh, uh, I know a lot of people that were in London who were there at that time, and some were in Paris who actually traveled down by train to come and see me and put me in places. That's it, you know? But there wasn't everybody that was like that. So, pretty much, I could kind of say blatantly, because this is a <laughs> podcast. The whole thing was a tad bit worthless, you know, as, as much as it might push my hunger, but I feel as if, like, the money they threw in that whole thing was invested back into us. Like, you know, you just feel like it was a bad mm. investment. Yeah, yeah. But with me, it helped, though, a yeah. lot, because, like, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's just, like, I had come from a place where I had nothing, so most of the cash that we were given to us to actually live or sustain ourselves... I did before we could leave. Like I, I, I just separate the the cash in like sixty percent. I left sixty percent of it this side, and nice. I put it in a different account. I left it and I took the twenty percent, and they were laughing at me when I did it. It's like, how are you gonna survive all these months? I was like, you do not know me. <laughs> I told them like that. I was like, you do not know me. The first day we got there, apartment, everything. I just bought groceries and put them in there. I was like, I'm gonna survive here, and then I started surviving, but I ended up coming back with more than I had. So that's how I ended up like I, I, pro- I have an atelier right now of, of machinery proper. I have a small little micro factory going on. Nice. Yeah, that's what Can I'm saying. Just, but like, I, but I've seen you do that through the years. I remember when you had that spot. Uh, where was it? It's down by Station Drive. Station Drive yeah. was just yeah. starting up. You got in there. Yeah. Uh, you had like you know like one. You had two or three machines in there, and you had another mm. dude with you. Like yeah, uh, but now probably have proper twelve. Cause of such things, you know, and such decisions, you know. But like I'd say, well, my background helped in that. But like I just feel as if like these people need to cut down on the luxury, man, and take the money and actually put it in the creatives themselves and properly making businesses out of it. And that's yeah, how the GDP is gonna actually survive. Yeah, instead of spending that money on flats, buy kids machines. Yeah, like, buy the yeah. machines. Like put like take them to or invite people that actually like do proper business. Monitor those people. Like yeah. we we creatives, man. In terms of business, we need to be forced into it. 
You understand? Because like with me, like a, a, a shitload of bad investing and, and money usage messed me up. So I ended up forcing myself into understanding certain things. But it wasn't all because of all I mean, these trips that they took I'm me a, in. I'm only now learning about business, dude. Yep. Like stuff I should have known. <laughs> like, you know, before I started Durban is Yours, mm. might have, you know, wanted bro, to like, read a book about fucking business. Bro, but. I probably still know 30% myself, but it's just the basic things to keep me surviving. Yeah. But I'm still learning myself. I'm not going to lie to you. And two, being a nomad, like I'm very hard. Like I'm very hard and I'm, I'm very stubborn to a certain degree <laughs> with a... It's certain types of things. Yeah, so, hey, bro, I'm an asshole. Trust me. At times. Yeah, it can be, but it's like whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you know, but I, hey, that's just what it is, man. So, but I just feel as if like they need to stop all these parties and just bring the money and put it in the the upcoming kids. That's what they need to do. Them give people them need proper manpower. People need resources. Proper manpower, bro. Like that's that that is the best thing they could do for themselves. Because after that, the industry is gonna create itself. But it's pointless trying to create, like. The cradle of the industry, that's like the end of it. Yeah. But like, there's no time. There's, exactly. There's, there's no trace. There's, there's, there's no just, build. Yeah, you're just shooting people straight to the end. You to see the industry. end, like, yeah. And then now they're like, fuck, I haven't learned how to play this game. Basically. Like, you're, basically you're, just, they, you're, you're in the final level. They know nothing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they've, they've been taken to that. Like, they'll help them, take them to SA Fashion Week. You're getting there. When you're sitting there, it's like... I have no idea what the fuck's going on. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Cause like with a lot of things like I even remember they were like okay well, cool we go into this country, do you guys have like licenses or trade import um, export import like license yeah. number do you have that? But the thing is like you'd find at that particular point I was the only one that had that. Cause I don't know why. Cause of like the streets like I met people at street cred too people yeah. who talk to even stores you know. So you start learning of these little things the throughout the way. It, it prepared me before I met these people. You know? and, and so what you're saying is essentially if you give that to the kids here, yeah, they'll learn that without having to go overseas bro, and be confused about shit. Bro, like, get them to understand what's going on here, man. That's mm. it. That's, that's just important. This, this business. But you're telling these kids and you're taking them to these faraway countries, they can't even do business at home. <laughs> then how are they going to do that at an international level? With India, they, they know because they're trading or already selling things to the billions of people that they have in their country. So when it's, that's how Chinese so is too. To export it, they when it's time to. to export it, it's like, bro, we can make, uh, what, 10,000 TVs in one night. Because they've actually set up the production mm. like lines there. But now you just took a kid and put him at the height of everything who can't even finish an order for Friday for that one guy that just wants a pair of pants. Oh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's tragic, man. Um, yeah, but well, let's let's get into more positive things. Mm, mm-hmm. We were actually starting here with the Markham's thing. So yeah. how did that happen? What what, oh. what is the Markham's thing? So, cause yeah, explain, um, explain what with, happened with me. Um, with them. Oh, funny thing is the jacket also. Um, mm-hmm. what happened? I had one of these guys actually came to my space. I do not. I'm not even gonna lie. I do not know how. They had known about me at that part, a point in time, but like he was like the marketing, whatever, at Mark Hams. Yeah. So he came to Station Drive, you know, and when he walked in my place and he saw the space, he was like, shit, I didn't even know there was something like this, you know, in this country alone, you know, who's, oh, wow. do, who's, do, who's doing it like that. It's like the only place I've seen stuff, stuff where 
he'd have an atelier, you know, and there's this micro factory and everything looks so like spot on. Yeah. Even like in terms of like how the whole setup, you remember the yeah, showroom. Yeah, you had a production line. And yeah, the had, production, yeah, the showroom. The showroom thingy and it's so, all tiles and planks and all of that. And you, at that time, it was yeah, like, oh shit. Yeah, it had shit. an aesthetic, it looked nice. Mm, it, it looked really dope. So he was like, fuck, you know, he ended up buying like two jackets and he was like, okay, I work for my cams and I'm just marketing person there and we are planning on doing events and you think what could you do with us i'm like what do you want to do she was they were like nah because they're changing the whole thing and they're doing this whole thing but properly going into denim you know and i was like okay cool let me start talking about it it's like okay well we just do customizing and this was like 2016 beginning of the year so we did a an event here um on the one in west street there was like more of a pilot they were like shit let's do it in Cape Town and see who did it in Cape Town. But what was the event? Like, um, the whole thing, it was like, okay, cool. They, they were releasing this line of, of denim, um, really denim. They were like, okay, cool. If you could customize this, what, what could you do to it? I was like, okay, cool, I'll do this. I sent a few samples. They were like, fuck, it's ridiculous. It's great. It's basically what I, the very same thing I've done to this jacket too. So I ended up coming to that event and we we're going to be customizing for people who are buying on the day. So it's like the, it's like the customized shoe thing that people mm, do, but yeah. like now it, it, in denim, it, it, like, it so, denim, so yeah. you've now got to sew stuff, you've yes. got to scuff stuff, yeah. you've got to like glue stuff. Like So you know what I did? Like I was like, okay, I got them to manufacture a couple of badges. I did some myself and I got a couple of paint stuff and, um, scissors everything but instead of me doing it myself alone um i called in some students from dut nice for the day and we did that and they gave us like a, they gave the guys a couple of vouchers and we did our own business on the side got one of the guys and we had this whole nice vibe going on something um they were like it was successful and they love how i handled it it was like that we did the second one in cape town so after we did that we did that kept the relationship going you know, did one in Joburg a year later, but like I, I completely gone, gone quiet from them. And then in 2018, this guy calls me. He's like, "Hey, we have this thing that we're thinking. Um, maybe if we set it up in the gateway, because we're trying to open up a bigger store, so we wanna have something new. You know, so what are you thinking? Maybe something you can do part time." And then I started talking about the whole custom bar. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of having like you know something that's gonna be temporary, why don't you have something set? That's gonna be within the store, you know, where you can actually like customize the denim who wants denim to to be customized. And I remember when we were doing the opening, it was just about denim. So when I said that, I was like, there was like a whole thing around like um, alter altering alterations, like a whole lot of people like getting the very short, nothing fits them perfectly, nothing okay. does that. I was like, this is a fucking whole business opportunity, and I edit that. But then the whole structure of that is also I ended up having a. A whole situation going on within the store and it was a great business model and it worked out very well and yeah so right now like we just terminated um the contract a couple of weeks ago because of like it's not bad business with the the people but like it's the managery system going on there you know okay. the managers are a shit a trash a trash <laughs> people so um I'm not gonna lie, like they're very fucked up, you know. You know? Wow, you're just gonna come out and say it. Yeah, like they're very fucked up. Like it's 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 not the brand, it's the people that work at that store and gateway. Um, they didn't like me from the day coming in, and they didn't like me to the last day I left, you know, because they really made everything um kind of tough for me and for everybody and how they treated the staff. But the one thing too, they were introduced with something fairly new within their grasp. It's just like. You have an now, autonomous unit mm, in your... And it's something new. Yeah. So it was 
even in itself like a bit of an authority issue you know authority issue we had this space and then there's this young kid that is the youngest the stuff that we have but we can't tell him anything and so that and just created weird power yeah, dynamics yeah yeah created power dynamics and you got like the people being kind of friendly to you you know and to a point in time where this one of the managers like actually told him was like they shouldn't speak to me anybody that's fun speaking to me is getting into trap problems you know and with me when i hear that they're like but please don't tell them and then i go i'll go and tell them it's like why are we doing this like aren't i supposed to be talking to the staff because that's basically what we're trying to create here it's a business upon business but i actually kind of realized in the end like with them it was like an employee to the business and there's a pe- person who's younger who's actually business to business with the company yeah so, so they're, they're jealous mm, even kind of talking to them you can actually feel it you know? resentment hmm? resentment essentially towards kind people of, being like this independent you like, feel it you feel it happening and they basically gave me trouble i remember i was trying to leave last year you know it never happened and because i stopped and everything was talked out at that time and but like i guess the whole drama came back a whole so but like with me the whole thing like we when we hashed it out like we were talking with um the people up in cape town because they don't know nothing about what's going on here as much as i'd want to run a business but you can't run a business with a system or a chain system that doesn't like you or that doesn't want you thriving in whatever because like i had a whole lot of ideas in expansion Dude, I had like a similar issue with one of my sponsors that mm. I had uh, was just like the people at the top were cool with me, mm. but the people who had to deliver the products and stuff mm. just mm. like were not like couldn't work with them. They, like they, they didn't want to. They didn't want ex- to. Exactly. That and was exact the exact same thing. Like at the at, at, at the top there, the main offices, they love me to bits. Like I'm talking right now, I'm doing something with them next week in in four ways, you know. In 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 Jova. So this that's the next thing. You're so cool day. with the brand. Like, I'm I'm with the brand. We we're going we're moving forward. But that's what I'm saying. Like it was something here that pissed me off because it was such a business a great business model. Like I even remember starting out, it was so quiet. But like I made it work so smoothly. It got to a point in time where you'd have during the week like it's empty, and on Friday you 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 making business. You know so. It was kind of a struggle in the beginning, but... Yeah, that's the gateway struggle. I used to work bro, at a skate shop there, bro. and just Monday to Thursday is just it's, a fucking it's, pointless it's existence. It's the worst. Yeah, even getting to a point in time, I cut up Monday on my on my timeline, started from Tuesday, moving forward, but, like, there was always the guy that worked for me. But the thing is, like, I just got to a point, but, like, we pushed it so much, it was literally busy, busy almost every day, bro. Nice. Like, I'm... And that's the point in time where we, it was actually like these guys were actually making it harder. And it was busy every day, bro. I even had to bring back Monday. I'd come to work on Monday. Like, and well, you, you, know? you must at least be feeling kind of okay about it now. No, no, no. Like, but like, that's the thing like, with me. Like, I've, I've, I've forever been an independent entity. Exactly. Like, I, you, I, you can walk away from stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. But like, it wasn't walking away from anything. Like, with me, I still had what I was doing on the side. So it was still going on. It's still going on, but like it's just with me. I hate losing something that's successful. Yeah, but you've got new plans now, mm, right? Well, after, I, I, after this, it's allowed you. Like I don't know how much you want to say on the cast, but mm-hmm. it, this has now opened up new opportunities. Yeah, it's given you time true. to, you know, invest in yourself mm. more. You see, like that's true, true, true. Well, whatever it is we were talking about earlier, 
it kind of opened up something else, you know, like it's, it, it is. That's what I'm saying, like with me, as much as it's that, but I've lost things that were negative. I've lost things that were bringing me down, but like I've never lost anything that was successful. Okay, fair I don't know if you get it. I don't know if you I get do, it. I do. You know, know, like, so it's a hit, but it wasn't a hit. But at the same time, it's just, I'm just saying it was my first time ever in my life losing anything that's successful. I've lost things that were negative. They were putting me down because, like, it was time for me to leave. But with that, it was, like, something that I was working on as much as I wasn't fully 100% hands-on. Like, yeah. it was there, but I was making it work, you know. It was me expanding to a different, a whole terrain, you know. Even how the expansion of that whole model of whatever it is that we were doing there, it was going quite strong and it had to end at that point in time where the, the expansion was about to start. They kind of made it harder. I, I guess too, even the expansion of it too, that's what probably like made it harder, even for them. But like with me, it just opened up, like you said, it just opened up a whole different ball game. And it's a funny thing is that we're still carrying on like the relationship with them and I love that. But that is cool when you can just move past, mm. you know, the people who are creating issues for you. You just go, cool, well, I'm just going to, like, even though this is, like, mm. a successful thing for me, I can find success in other places still. You know, yeah, like, yeah, even within yeah, this structure, even yeah. under this brand, you can still, you know, like, mm. yeah, it sucks that you've given up, like, a working business model. But like I said, like, you're now going to move into, like, a mm. re- like mm. the project you want to work on Bro. is going to, like, Bro. help Definitely, definitely, definitely. Do you want to mention anything about it? Like, um, Well, for me, like, they got to understand it's something I've been wanting to do for a very long time because I think I've made, like, probably four attempts in the past in, in doing something of that sort, but I never really got time or caught around to doing it or I, mean, I do not know if it's the fear or maybe... The drive that I said I, I kind of need it, but like right now, I think I'm at a good place and a good plane to actually put it out. I don't know if I want to put it out there, but like I want to do it. When I, when I, when but just it basically, you're investing back into Malazine, yeah, yeah, basically, and still trying to and, and, and furthering the brand. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, like, there's a lot of people that have already done it, yeah, and even with, with Pata, it's within their neighborhoods, you understand, but like, you're still doing something that's international. You can do, you can touch anybody at any plane in this world right now. You don't necessarily have to now leave the village and to go into the, like, um, the city to make this. You can be in the village and set up a structure within the village that could go into internationally. So that's the beautiful thing, though. Because, like, if you look at all the best factories in, in your Japan, they're all in the farms. But right. they're producing the best denim in the world right now. Well, J- Japan is, is doing like, that. I mean, I don't know. Much I'm telling fashion, you, like, so thank you for like, enlightening me. Yeah, yeah. Well, denim was like in the states, as you know, but yeah, like, yeah. the time when Levi's they changed Strauss everything, these guys bought the old looms and took them back to Japan. Funny enough, they bought the old looms and they just kept in with the culture. So the culture is actually stronger there than where it was. The Americans lost it. These guys bought it, <laughs> and they made it. So denim is an art to them. Making the denim is an art. Sick. And then with temperature as a brand, mm. where are you going with it now? What are you doing with um, it? Because it's what like yeah, it's been a, a few mm. different things over the years. Yeah, kinda. I'd say, but like with me, it's forever been one thing. Is it? It's forever been one thing. It's forever been one thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the only thing that I did was just like get more technical and go got more. What's, what could I say more artisan with with the brand the manufacturing of it like yeah, the quality like, like the quality like the quality with me was was everything was everything and throughout time and building myself into understanding the whole business side of everything 
So now you hear where I understood the streets. I've actually been and I sat there with high fashion and I, I sat there and now I've gone into where, do you understand? Like I've transitioned from the streets to high fashion to retail. And to retail. So, so I've had the full expansion. Full through, expansion of it. Through the brand temperature. Like yeah. That's why I say it's true. been a different thing. Oh, like yes, it's, it's yes, like yes. True, the true. brands essentially evolved with yes. you because you've been in all these different spaces, yes. but you haven't yes. changed the brand. You've Ever, like, ever. And I love it. I, I, I love that. You actually just made me realize something else. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, we've done it all. So now I'm just getting into a place where I'll take all of that and actually infuse it into one place and maybe try. And that's what I'm saying is, like, whatever it is that we're giving back to Mlazi and doing it from there as the base is definitely what's going to further us in actually into an international plane. That's where we're going. Because I've seen it all. I've seen it here. I've seen it in London. I've seen it in wherever, probably, a couple of countries. But now, like, it's time to actually put it back. And it's time to put it back in a place that I'm comfortable with. I guess that's been the big thing of this conversation is that investing true, true, like true, true. in ourselves, investing yeah. in mm. like, because that's the thing. It's like, although it's weird that you're saying, you know, London and Italy and these places have taught you these things mm. because like, you know, it's still that money should be going into creating spaces within Amalazi, yeah. creating yes. spaces within Komashi, creating spaces wherever, you know, creative it, kids are. Even here, like, in Devonport, bro, like, we need that, where we have something that's actually doing something rather than... Not just nightlife shit. Not just nightlife shit, no, just we want to... Everything that revolves around partying and, and drinking and enjoying that, but it's, like, a space where we can get practical. <laughs> and that's what... Oh, that's another thing that I actually wanted to talk about. We need to start teaching our people that money is okay. What do you mean like, by that? Art, artists, artists. We, 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 as much as it's okay money, to make money, you don't have to like. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay to sit down with your people and actually talk about money, because the one thing that we wanted to do the most of the time, we've got to complaining though. We've got to complaining that this guy didn't pay me. We've got to complaining that this brand didn't pay me. It's a culture to be said. Yeah. But we, we, we are not comfortable about talking about how we make the money. We understand like anybody that sits down and actually talks about the money is like, aha, so and so, so materialistic. You understand? And I'll, I'll tell you one thing, like, I don't know how Because I mean, that is the thing we look, like, even myself, like, I've had that. It's only, like, even in the mm. last, like, year or so that I've really, like, focused more on money. And, mm. like, mm. Not, mm. not in a materialistic way, just in mm. a... Well, you need to plan like for your future, yeah. so that you can actually, you know, survive like <laughs> things that are going to happen. Right. Like those are all the things. That's what I'm saying. Is just like I think the one thing that helped me. I even said it myself. It was a conscious decision, as fucked up as it is. It was a conscious decision that I I need to drift away and step away from from artists. Because I did like like stepping away in terms of like living circles or or being amongst because like. I actually realized, because you want to understand, if you remember back in the day, like, I never really used to talk this much or, or be anything or be confident to Not this up. much, but, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've heard you talk. You know, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. It's like, which you always comfortable at that time. So the only people that knew that part of me were there. That's like, I can't imagine. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at how much you've said on, like, record today. Yeah. Like you said, like, <laughs> but that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I do that with close people. Yeah. You know, people that I know. But, like, I realized with sitting with people within the culture and while jumping around and, and learning and seeing people, I actually realized it's just, like, we've made a, a culture and being sad. And we're very comfortable with it that we've become creative about it. 
and be comfortable with it. We can sit down and actually be creative, be creative about not having anything. Instead of actually trying to change yeah. not having anything. Yeah, because we know at the end of the day, it is a thing that is necessary. Like I remember, because you've been in a situation for a very long time where you were sitting or living alone yeah. at a very young age. Yeah. It was the exact same for me. You understand? Like I was, I was 17 with a whole house to myself, chilling and <laughs> having to provide for, my, for myself, you know? So within that, like, imagine, like, I've had, like, a span of people coming to live with me. That's how I met Mti. I met Mti through another friend. I became close to Mti. Mti was living down the road here in Mbilo. And I ended up living with Mti for four years in my house. You get what I'm trying to say? So I've met a span of people or a string of people. And a nice thing with Mti, the Mt relationship... Mti definitely on a different wavelength to what you're talking yes, about. Yes, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, that's why it was nice with him. It was just like... He's always been driven. He's always been money focused. We know we two people that are, are super different. And yeah, see, and MT is yeah. like not, but like to a certain degree, uh, he uh, was like me because he was a nerd with a certain type of things. Yeah, and, and how he loved it, even with music too. Dude, I, that's what I love about MT is he is a nerd man. Yes, like the yes. best, and, the and, best nerd. Like, and yeah. and he's fine with it. But yeah. like, that's the thing too with me. I have a, I have a side that's that, but I'd never show it to anybody. It was him and me. Even how the music, everything, we'd sit for hours, bro, three days, even even 48 hours, just chilling there, probably sleep for like an hour, get up, talk about music in the house, we've been through the worst of situations. But like, in a string of that, there was a couple of artists too that would come in, but you'd actually realize when you're living in that environment, you actually realize how important money is, because nobody's giving it to you. So what do you, what, what do you mean by that? What I'm saying is nobody's giving it to you. You're young, you're living yeah, in a yeah. space. You're actually realizing how important money is. But with most of these artists, they never, because they'll never show you their living environment at home, that they still have problems. I, I had a guy that was nicer than me. His, 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 his pops was still alive. His mom was still alive. But he lived with us. What? He lived with us because, want to know why? Because he was an artist, so he wanted to be successful as an artist. But like, his parents were like accepting to that. So... He was looked at to, or looked down on or as a disappointed to the family type type thing. So he ended up in our space. You get what I'm trying to say? But you're sitting there because he has a mom. The mom will still holler and help him out with something. So with them, like they, they can to a certain degree actually afford to not having anything. But okay. with me and T, it was an entirely different situation. Yeah, you gotta... We gotta make it. In order to eat at night. Because like if we don't, we're not eating. We're not working, we're not doing anything. So we had to make something. So those are the dynamics where you start realizing, it's like, okay, cool. This type of person is right having because he gives me a, diff a different direction. It makes me understand other things. And then there's this guy that actually gets comfortable with not having anything because he's trying to get this or where he gets to something, but it's still not reality driven. It's a dream. And he's yeah. not being practical about it. I mean, I've definitely been that guy before. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying too. That's me though. I've become that guy. But that's what I'm saying. When I started meeting people like Kum T, he has a different perspective to what I know. And then it went on. I met this other guy, Steve too. He comes from a family of business. He never, he doesn't understand what being broke is. <laughs> He's being broke. is probably having 200,000 in his account. His <laughs> business is still going on. But I think that that is the problem with growing up broke is you do think you're always going... Like, I'm talking from experience here. Mm. Like, you know, I've always thought, yeah, I'm just going to mm. be broke forever. And now, like, you know, I've been reading and learning and I'm like, mm. no, like, 
you can actually like if you just if you're smart about things if you budget if you save if mm. you mm. try make more money than you're currently making and like, and, 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 and 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 it's okay it, it, it's okay to actually alter your own dream a bit but like because we have these things and we have i have this dream and i want to become this person so you'll be an asshole so much and so a lot of people that are actually trying to give you a different perspective because yeah. you want to dream you're dreaming a certain yeah you're like you guys form. don't understand what you don't understand mm, but with me in the past i remember there was a point in time where i would never even open an email from mark hands because i don't like anything there was there was there was like um what commercial in that sense or corporate in that sense yeah i, I would have never i would have never even when i did it like i I, w- I was I was feeling shitty about it. Yeah, I'm having some conversations about this podcast <laughs> that, like, you know, might happen, might not happen, or whatever. Mm. But mm. like, yeah, like when I was younger, like the people I'm talking to, like, yeah. would be like, not a fuck would I ever I like, fuck with this person. But I mean, now I'm just like, no, like it's okay to work with, you know, like it's nah, but like it's, it's okay to work with people. It's okay to make a living. It's okay, like it's okay, exactly. like. It took me a while, I'm not going to lie to you. It took me a while to understand it's actually okay something that you have something. Why? So why do you think you had the thing of, like, you know, feeling that way of, like, it's not okay to have something? But that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, you, you, what, was the, what created that feeling for you? You, you don't realize. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. just, like, we, we, are, we, we sit down as artists. Like, the one thing that we want to be is artists. But, like, if you realize, you look at how America is, Mothers actually understand as if like my child is born and my child is like three years old and I hear him dropping five lines of rap, my son is gonna become a rap. And I'm, I'm gonna be the mom manager, you know you understand? Yeah. And we're gonna have this fly ass house. But like yeah, those, well, that's a fuck up for the kid. No no no, I know no no, it's it's a fuck up for the kid, but like what I'm saying is just like the level of business around creativity and everything, it's a reality. The mom understands it now. The mom knows if when but a child so, shows talent, it, it can be a business around that. And in South Africa, do you see that's happening more or no? no? Right now, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we're getting into it where we maybe understand, but I haven't seen it as much because everybody stays away or stays away from the topic of talking about money. The only time we talk about money or put it out there it's is... It's rap music. <laughs> oh, no, besides... Leave those guys apart. Okay, let's <laughs> just talk. The only time besides rap music is the only time when we complaining. Yeah. And we put it on Twitter as like so and so fuck me up. Like you saw how Rams just came out now with that whole I did the SABC logo. You understand? There's this other guy Rams Deluxe. Okay. He's, he's a graphics designer. He did the SABC one logo and he's talking about it. And the funny thing is he's talking about it now and he's talking about how he's never been paid. But with me I'll tell you one thing. I remember in two thousand and eight it was in Melville and I just um was cool with those guys from the the night gallery which being yeah, yeah, yeah. cool cat. MK Fresh, Usanele now, Ostilo and all these people and Mormon. I just got acquainted to those people and I just went on my first trip to Joburg as an artist and I was super young at that time. And funny thing is, I met that guy and he was in a very circle of And when he was talking about it at that time, like it was like, shit, this guy is legit and everybody's talking. It's like, yo, you see the SAPC with one logo? I'm like, yeah, that's the guy that did it. And, and listen to this I remember I seen that happen And this is like What 2007 How many years ago Probably 12 years ago Yeah I don't think people know Like how Like Boys and Bucks Was becoming a thing Like a long mm. time Before nah, but like, With that Like they, they weren't even a thing you yeah, know, They were friends was, like, mm, They were yeah. friends But like it was like That whole night gallery And concept, uh, concept thing 
Yeah, I've to people about mm. that. He's told me lots about like, crazy. how that like, place mm. like basically created mm. a lot of stuff that's happened into that And process. imagine this, I'm, I'm mad that guy there, and I think he was a DJ on the side too, and that how big that was and how it was a gloat with him at that time. But imagine now, 12 years later, you see him online and he's talking about how he's never paid, been paid for that. But back then, like, there was the thing that actually set so, him high, set him yeah. apart from us. Well, so that guy was okay with not being paid back I mean, then but that's for what his bragging rights. But that's what we were talking about with street cred, you mm. know, as well. Mm. Like, for mm. us, like, we didn't get anything out of it, but at mm. the same time, we got a lot out of it. Mm. Like, but, like, that's what I was saying, but, though, he's coming back now. I guess back then he was okay with that. And he wasn't, he wasn't supposed to be okay with that at that point. But at that point, I saw him like, God, when I was looking at him. But now I'm sitting here and I'm looking at him online, talking about it and doing all these things and making this big campaign about it and whining and crying. And I'm like, this wasn't the thing back then, you know? Like, he wasn't this small. Yeah. He wasn't this small. But it was like looking at him back then and looking at him now and what he's doing. And it's the very same guy. It's, 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 it's not what we're supposed to be. We need, we, we need to talk about... Those are, that's, that's a dialogue that we need to put out there. As artists, we need to understand from point blank what do you mean? That we need to get paid. Yeah, from I mean, the start. We, we need to understand that. Like, it can't be... I, I, I can't be sitting... But don't you see him complaining about it now at least does, you know... Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he's making the conversation now. It took him 12 years. That's what I'm saying. It's like, we didn't need to happen from the, the get-go. We yeah. need to understand that. That's that. And th- those are the topics that I want. Those are the topics that I think would move us forward as artists. I think those are the topics and conversations that could make Durban the very same Durban that you were ideally talking about years ago and that you wanted. Yeah. Those are the dialogues that are going to make Durban what we want. You understand? Because like I, I remember back then, like I, I, see, I, I don't know if Durban, the Durban that I saw, will ever happen. No, nah, but like no, no, no. But you're sitting there. You're sitting at your own apartment. You you bought that equipment. That's your money. Yeah, yeah. You understand? You're paying here a month. You understand? You were just making me coffee. You need to buy that. But you making that before it wasn't like that. You weren't <laughs> chilling enough. like this. No, fair enough. You understand? You're chilling. You got art on your wall that you <laughs> that you bought. You know, you understand? Like we're sitting here with your technology, it's your money. Before, like I would have taken a taxi. I would have been walking down, sweating, but I just parked my car. I yeah. mean, I'm still. But you understand? Like walking. we are those two people that actually. No, no, no. It doesn't matter though. But like with me too, even with that car, it was a business, you know, because it's in the Uber business and doing all of that. Oh, it's not. Yeah, nice. yeah. That's what it is for. But I'm, I'm driving it because they, they smacked it at the back, you know. Okay. Yeah, so I'm still sorting that out. So that's what I'm saying though. It's like you that. business, like yeah. With those people now, but like we were those people that were sitting there. We went to street can. You didn't have money. I didn't have anything. Dude, we were so fucking broke. Bro, we were fucking broke. We couldn't do but anything. We, and that's the thing. We should have got paid for that shit. <laughs> like, Bro, we didn't have anything when we left. Me and T when we left here, me and T didn't have child on the crib. Yeah, we didn't have money, and we were waiting for Friday to actually get money because I had yeah. orders being picked up Dude, we were told. genuinely struggling with yeah to like it, fucking that's what internet. i'm saying but like, it's something different now though but that's what i'm saying it's just like because now we're making a conversation and you're making your dream happen i drove and i came to you and it's okay we're moving forward yeah. so that's that's a different life but like think about it now having like a whole army that's doing that if i move from here i went to talk to a kid about an idea and he probably has like ten thousand rand in his account and i'm sitting there, i'm like hey guy I've, I've been making stuff happen with a thousand around like ten thousand is okay yeah ten thousand is a lot and, and that's what i'm saying and like we're moving and doing something so we have people that are capable we have people that have money you understand so those are dialogues that we need to talk about and 
they could make that's the only reason Joburg is what Joburg is. It's because it's actual money moving around. Yeah, it's money. That's it's not there. just favors. Yeah, no, no, no. Ricky Rake is comes from a rich family. Yeah. Um, AKA comes from a good family. Anati comes from a super wealthy family. You understand? Josie, from what hmm? I understand, also comes Shama from. Shama Josie comes from a very good family. Davido comes from a rich family. <laughs> Burner Boy comes from a rich family. Um, <laughs> Boy's dad like used to be like um Fela Kuti's manager. That's the, oh, the snap. That's the crazy thing though, but I love Burner Boy. Like it's on top of my playlist right now. The hey, I mean all the artists you mentioned are mm. dope artists. No, like, but like, like they've had money behind them that's but like, th- that's what I'm saying. That's I'm, I'm I'm trying to paint. I'm trying to paint that these guys have re- been okay. They've been okay. Like they've been okay. Like it's already been said. If you look at the guy, um, Sugar Smacks from Squatter Camp. Yeah. He was doing TV, Dynamite Club Stools as we were youngsters. I remember, like, cause like a friend of mine dated his sister, his younger sister. His house got doors. You can't even see the house, bro. Like the gates, you can't <laughs> even see the house. It's in the hills. You know what I'm trying to say? Like that's they've been okay. Money is a a, top, a, a topic that needs to be put out there and it needs to be understood. Like. It it could it could make a difference. Like I'm telling you, bro. Like it could make a whole different Durban, like that. Because I understand, because there's a there's an exchange of it. So how do we how do we get this money? Hmm? Like how do we get this money into Durban? We, we still we, we we still we, we we need to start being money orientated. That's it. Like, I understand. Like so you say. So you think Durban's like, like, biggest like flaw is that we're too focused on the art. On the art, yes, yes. Because I don't know why. Because we come from a slow road place. Like it's easy to survive in Durban in terms of it, even money wise. Yeah. You, you, you don't need a uh, dude, That's the thing. You don't need a lot of money to yeah. survive in Durban. Yeah. You can fairly survive, but like that's what I'm saying. We need to make money to dialogue that that needs to be pushing us forward. Like I even remember I was talking to this lady, a designer Uzad, Uzama, Uzad. That she she used to be down here, but she's but, in Nascave now. Yeah. But she she does amazing like proper 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 expensive um ladies were yeah was that bro like i'm talking like if she steps out of a place like a a, um um, a client meetings that they already know like it's 500 down that's a consultation (laughs) done and dusted you understand like you need to understand but when you're younger you like you don't know how to ask for that money no no no, but like that's what i'm saying it's just like it needs to be conversations that are open like with me before but you know you're gonna feel scared when, mm, you're, when, I know, you're, when I know. you're young and small. And I know, like, but like that's what I'm saying. It's just like with a lot of things you would be scared, but a lot of things because when I know why you don't know. Yeah. Because you don't know, but now you know. It's just like you know. It's like okay, cool. If I go and do this with this brand, they need to understand that I'm stepping out. It is time for yeah. me. That needs to be done and ran down. They need to know when I leave my house and I'm going to get a flight that is taking me to an event that they want me in. They need to know that the the three fifty to the airport is money accounted for. Before you never used to know that because you yeah. just go to the airport yeah. and get your flight. Exactly, you get your like whatever whatever it was. So like mm. say you pick and pick. Like with me, it's like my brother took me from Mumbai to straight to the airport. It's six hundred grand. Like that's fucking Uber money to me. I'm telling them we put them Although, down. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'll tell you my trick these days is uh-huh. to bill for the Uber and then take the shuttle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's things like that. That's what I'm saying. Like with me, it's my brother. I'll take my brother from brother. Come and pick me up. I'll give him a, what 150 petrol. We're going there. But I charge 600 grand. That's just what it is. You know. But like that's what I'm saying. It's just like it's conversations that kids need to know. Because like it doesn't necessarily have but, to come with a certain but there is time. A, but it is the insecurity thing. I think mm. you, you don't feel like you're worth 
that you know you mm. you feel like mm. and you also you're worried they're gonna say no mm. like for me that's been my biggest issue is no. always that like i don't want to ask for too much because if i ask no, for too much the people are going to say no, no, no but no. what i've learned is if you don't like actually value yourself if you don't ask for a lot people don't see you as professional yeah yeah like people yeah. just like no i say, like, say people it. would rather say you like say charge them like, 10 grand than two sometimes you know like, with, with other times they'll say something and i'll talk about it and then i'll tell them it's like i want this much they're like nah but we do this and just just go silent this is this just me letting you know it's just like it's not gonna happen without me my decision is like okay cool we're going for this i'm like yes that's what we're going for that's it it it, it, it doesn't matter but like those are the things that um, that's why I like these lines like from Marcus Garvey is like without confidence you're twice defeated in life but with confidence you have won before the game's begun so you need to understand confidence is key that's what we need to teach the kids confidence because like when you, that's what I'm saying like a competitor like I, I still mean, need to learn some confidence but it, I get you I'm, I'm getting there that's what I'm saying like with, with I myself too but like I, I think that's the one thing that actually made me win with a lot of things it's well, like my mother had convinced me a long time ago from a young age it's like my son you this you that you that you that so now she's gone and but like there's nobody that can tell me it's not that because she's the person that told me it's that so if she can't come back and tell me that it's not this then i'm not wrong and i mean you've proven her right multiple times so and that's why i try to do all the time and that's just what it is you know even like i even remember i shared a picture of uh, us talking about it i was like hey my um so and so you raised the queen or you raised the king i mean you raised the king but now they know you know because they've seen traces of it because it's a certain confidence that was instilled back then but like nobody told me that it wasn't so i carry on with it and that's what the kids need to know moving forward and also let's, i let's, think that's what parents need to know mm-hmm. is teach your kids confidence in yes, themselves yes yes and the money dialogue is important like with, with durban it, it makes us difference but at the same time too it 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 makes it it makes it's a weakness it, it I need to get the money. You need to. I did that. Like we're growing now. We, we if we if we are to create an industry, that's the only things that we gotta do. Cool. Well, I think mm-hmm. that uh, covers a lot. Uh, <laughs> and I think I think there's a lot of good advice there in terms of the money side of things. Hey, bro. And just yeah, people not. Yeah, man. You don't have to like wallow in like you know your poorness or lack mm. of like you know resources as a creative mm. like there are networks available there are avenues available to you and there are things you can learn when it comes to the financial side of things like mm. i'm selling this saying this as someone who didn't focus on that yeah early enough and and that's the I'm, thing i'm talking from that point to myself you know because i'm still in that and i'm learning and I want to get to a place where I've learned whatever it is and I give it back to. And it just create a, a whole lot of things. Because, like, if we have a whole lot of kids that can afford stuff, like, we can grow too. Exactly. They're buying from us, you know. And they're paying you for the gigs. They're paying, they paying to come to your events. And you understand, like, we, we, can't, we, we can't have guests this. We can't. We can't. <laughs> hmm? uh, amen, bro. But, like, yeah. So, I agree with you, though. The, one of the biggest things that will help urban grow is money mm. that's why like if, if i go to a friend's event like they'll all tell you bro i've never asked for guys this no i don't like, like it even i, I want to pay like no i want to pay yeah even my show the other day you, bro, you paid t- at the door was you, like you took time like time is the most precious commodity that we have in this life of course, but I'm happy, uh, you know. Yeah, that's I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm like, my friends in for free because... But, like, that's what I'm like, saying. Like, I love my friends. <laughs> that 
that doesn't need to be a thing. It, it shouldn't be a thing. Like we need to understand it's like fair trade. And that's why like how every other person or every other country is actually thriving. Yeah. It's trade. But fair trade, as you said. Yeah, fair trade. And that's one thing we need to understand that trade is fine. Like paying a friend for an event is fine. <laughs> paying <laughs> for the Yeah, service. paying for whatever it is that I have is fine. Then we can get to a point in time it's like, okay, cool, bro. I've got like this and that and that and that. I can trade you for this if exactly. I don't have money, but I'm trading you with time. And not just giving... Like, no, something. no, I'm giving you something that I made with my time. So it cost me something. So I want something back from your time. Like whether it's, it's money or... It's trade. Like it's, tra- it's trade. We need to understand the power of it. That's it. Hey, man, bro. Thank you so bro. much for your time. Ah, nah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know I blab a lot it's funny bro. that's the whole point dude. this is a podcast yeah, yeah, shut for your time <laughs> easy 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 easy